Alright boys, episode 29 of Don't Spoil the Ending. I'm your host Joe. I'm Nick. I'm Sam. And hi, I'm John. Fantastic. Are we all okay? Yeah. All very good, yeah. Yeah, pretty all good. good. Yep. We're here for another great episode. Yep. Fantastic yep. episode. What's your favourite crisps? Let's let's get this boxed off now. What's the best crisp? Quavers. Qua- it's not Quavers. It is Quavers. It's definitely not Quavers. They're too... Minor Quavers, That's not a right answer. <laughs> <laughs> it's not on the board. No, it, I, I'm going to... I'm going to... For, I'm going to say Texas barbecue um, Pringles. I'm not going for your sensations. Uh, chili sensations, I, they're good. I, I, like say I like a good chili sensation. Um, yeah. McCoy's. I'm, I'm <clears> go out <throat> in the cold if you want a chili sensation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm party to... Um, party to? Um, <laughs> party, party with Doritos. Uh, no, I quite, I'm, I'm, I quite like uh, McCoy. A McCoy. <laughs> uh, what, which one? Um... Ooh, Flame steak, grilled steak. Steak, yeah, they're nice. That is a good one. Yeah. Yeah. John? I'm going uh, smoky bacon walkers. I can't have them anymore. They're not vegetarian anymore. What did they used to be? I, yeah, I hope so. Ooh, I wonder what they changed. Uh, they probably rub bacon. Juice, <laughs> bacon, <laughs> <Yeah>. juice. <laughs> I actually started real bacon flavouring. <laughs> there, there was a time where cheese and onion crisps were vegetarian and then they stopped being vegetarian for a bit and then they started being vegetarian again. Hmm. Like, it's really strange. Word. Yeah. So... We, we can all agree, though, that Quavers is the wrong answer. I do agree with that. Yeah. I was thinking I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm on the Inman side with that one. I quite like a Quaver. I'm also again, um, fully against John with the uh, smoky bacon. I think they're the worst crisps on the planet. I mean, I do like oh. Quavers, but they're not my favourite. Like, yep, why, why have a Quaver when you can have a skip? <laughs> yeah, I think that. Right. Yeah, they're, they're Quavers, but better. Yeah, yeah, they're like better flavored crisps. Yeah, well, better flavored. Not, not as crisps. crunchy as like mulch, Softer. mulch up in your mouth. Is horrible. What about discos? Discos, very nice. Like Pretty discos. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like a good disco. Um, I'll throw I, a curveball out there. Uh, an old flavor, Bovril flavor from the eighties. I've ne- never had that. Can't get it anymore. Yeah, they were amazing. Oh, shout out to Bovril. <laughs> <laughs> Bovril flavoured Smiths. Is this a Walker's crisp? Smiths. Oh, Smiths crisp. Yeah, Walker's have bought them now, but mm. they, haven't, they haven't brought it back. The crisps of my youth were Seabrooks, which are still around mm. now, but... Yeah, I don't mind them. Seabrooks have changed. They've not got as much flavouring on now. I don't know. I know they used to be right. full of flavour when yeah, I was a kid. Be... They were amazing. Yeah. Seabrook uh, prawn cocktail. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, scampi fries? I can't have them. Are they a crisp or? Well, are they f- only like fish sticks. Oh, they're like a maize-based <clears throat> corn snack. What's what? Explain to me what what it is for me. Little bag. Yeah. Basically crisps, but they're called scampi fries. Ah, uh, so they're like fish crisps, but they're really strong flavoured. But they're, they're so like nice. the French fries, like the sticks. They're like pork scratchings. They're kind of like that. But yeah, no, we're not, not counting them. No. Yeah, they are still crisps. Mm. I'm having this. And bacon fries, same kind of thing. They're basically frazzles, but better. Frazzles are good. Frazzles. Yep. They're, they're a good well, show. Well, these are better. <laughs> I'm, I'm once again going against the grain with that one. I don't like uh, frazzles. Mm. What about knickknacks? I like, I like a knickknack. Yeah. I've probably covered, covered enough crisps. Um, what? No, no, no. No, you haven't. Uh, <laughs> beef Monster Munch. They're all pretty good. Oh, I, I prefer the chili Monster Munch. Yeah, oh, okay. you on that one, yeah. Joe. Yeah. Uh, more more on crisps next week. Um, <laughs> let's, I'll come prepared next week. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's talk about like what we would normally talk about, which is films, TVs, 
TVs. Film, TV. I forgot it was an entertainment podcast for a minute there. Well, before we get on to that, Sam, you're back on the show this week. Where have you been? Oh, yeah. Went to Barcelona last week. That's why I wasn't on last week. How was that? It was good, apart from the 10 seconds where I got robbed. And I got we covered phone. it last week, so and I got if my you want to recap back, it. But yeah, uh, some guy uh, came up behind me, grabbed my phone out of my hand, started running off. And luckily a passerby stuck his arm out. We think he must have kicked him as well because of the way the uh, the thief went down. <laughs> so as he was going down, though, he like, launched my phone away, which I saw slide across the last screen along this stony, like, paved floor. I was like, oh, dear. I was like, so I went over to get my phone and then I must have just walked past the guy who was still on the floor. I was, we all kind of just like walked <laughs> off pretty casually. Just got my phone back. It's all okay. So yeah. cool. <laughs> well, I Other was... than that, yeah, new camp. Went to new camp. Yeah. What was that like? Sick. Really good. Were you Loved ill? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> said it was sick. And... Um, Can I ask you, I timed it well because today, half four. Yeah. Catalonia has gone independent, I believe, from what I've heard. That's true. Well, <clears throat> yeah, uh, and Madrid I'm... have passed a motion straight away in the Spanish courts saying we are taking rule of this this country area community. Madrid are like civil war breaking out in Spain. Yeah. Well, the thing because I might well, be, I might be a bit sad dream. I'm going to go back to the football. Like but, uh, when I was at the stadium, there was forget, your, top, forget <laughs> your topical <laughs> conversation, John. Let's talk about Barcelona. I'm going to tie it into football. Okay, <laughs> when I was at the new camp, they were obviously holding up a lot of uh, Catalonia flags and stuff like that. But it has been mentioned on like other football podcasts that around Spain, they've been holding up more Spanish flags than they normally would. So Real Madrid, for example, were holding up Spanish flags, show that they're in support with nation yeah um i was gonna but, say like i don't know if it was like i'm gonna throw malaga out there i don't remember if it was malaga but when this all kicked off they started wearing spanish flags on the kit even Las though they've pa- never yeah. done that before las palmas have a spanish flag on oh, there, right, yeah. Yeah. On there. even las palmas is sort of like gran canaria so they're off on there on the yeah they've got one little thing going on but they're more on the spain side of it yeah than, yeah what about the uh basque part bilbao mm. of spain is it bilbao is it Bil- yeah. and uh, Real Sociedad so is near that, nearby. Because yeah. mm. um, they have their own flag. Yeah, I've been to Bilbao and they're the same with their flags. They fly the Basque flag more than anything else and sort of they they recruit all their players from that area. Don't well, ha- I was often have say, outsiders. I might be completely massacring this stat, but didn't Sociedad always have a Basque team until like John Aldridge joined in like 1987 or something like that? I can't remember. He was the first non-Basque that. player yeah. or something. And it was caused outrage at the time, but then it's got a lot of goals. So they're like, yeah, let's keep it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, glad you're back, Sam. Yeah. Did you watch the film for the week? I have not. Oh, okay. <laughs> See you next week, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, this week we're doing Antichrist. So this is our, ha- we didn't even say that this is our Halloween show, isn't it? Yeah. It is, yeah. Spooky. It is. Yep. Uh, Happy spook- Halloween. Yep. Shocked Happy Halloween, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> not feeling it. <laughs> uh, don't feel too spooky. <laughs> no, Not in the Halloween spirit. No. Okay. no, it's nearly Christmas. Yeah. Um, Can I mention something? I think we've all noticed at work a few Halloween decorations have gone up. I was, yeah. How do we all feel about this? I hate it. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got, I've got no, no issue with it. No feelings on the, on the matter. No. I hate that doorbell downstairs that rings <laughs> every five minutes. 
Uh, way, this is way over the top, though. Just yep. don't understand it. I hate that skeleton thing with the light-up eyes on the door. Just, like, are you, are you just scared? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because when you lock it up, it's fucking terrifying. <laughs> no, yeah. uh... Yeah, I just don't like. I don't like it. You don't like fun. <laughs> don't like it. <laughs> so, are you, are you the are you the, are you the fun police now? Maybe sounds yeah. like I've passed that baton right over. Yeah, possibly. But yeah, mm. sorry, I don't know. How I got onto that, but <laughs> we're talking about Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, spook. Well, we haven't really got a spooky show this week, other than Antichrist is our film, which yeah. we'll go on to. Which later. not the Antichrist, Antichrist. Not to give too much away, but I think it's. Pretty terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll cover yeah. that in a bit. Um, should we move on to like TV or anything? TV sounds good. Start with TV this week. Yeah. Has anyone watched anything? Well, we've got Louis through. Oh, we've got Louis through and The Walking Dead, haven't we? Oh yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's something for the. I, I, I was going to say spooky, but yeah, it's spooky. It's, it? it's scary. Should we, should we talk about Walking Dead first? Shall Just we yeah. get it out of the way? Should we do it without spoilers? Uh, yeah. No spoilers. I'll just say it with my fingers and ears. <laughs> Do you want to tell the listeners how far behind you are in the I'm about a season behind, I think. Maybe a season and a half. Right. Um, let, let's, it's not the running dead, guys. What? He's what he's walking through. <laughs> <laughs> let me just say, like, I think you should just, just give up <laughs> now. Well, honestly, just, just stop watching it because... Well, you like at the beginning of that. How many season episodes are there in a season? Like twenty or something. Sixteen, I think. Sixteen, right? So you've got about fourteen, like nearly fourteen hours, fifteen hours yeah. of TV. That's fifteen hours you'll never get back. Yeah, <laughs> think of it that way, honestly. Never, like, wa- never. Don't even bother. Yeah. It's like dead air, isn't it? <laughs> like I'll, 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 this, this, this uh, pilot episode of this season. It was supposedly the one hundredth episode of the series. So I I I I was what thinking like all oh, right they always do a good job on the the pilot of a season mm. I keep calling it the pilot it's not a pilot it's just a premiere in it the season yeah. premiere um, of the season and so and it's the hundredth episode so they're gonna try harder I was like this is gonna, this is this is gonna be sick and I don't know if it's because I went in thinking that that I got utterly disappointed but it was awful it was yeah. such a bad episode and like I've. I've said that about previous episodes when I, I kind of enjoyed it a little bit. Yeah. But this one, I could, I hated it. It was yeah. just terrible. Like the acting was shoddy. The uh, the storyline was wank. Um, <laughs> everything about the episode was just awful. Ultimately, my whole issue with the whole show, which applies to this episode as well, is just nothing happens. And nothing any consequence. Happens, yeah. Just not. It should be like it's wasting time watching the show. Yeah. Uh, but my other big issue is. I feel like the people making this show think they're making like Lawrence of Arabia or something. They're making this big sweeping drama. Yeah. It's like, you're not, you're making like a goofy zombie show. Don't, they have these big shots of Rick giving speeches on top of yeah, cars. Yeah. Like, we need to fight. And it's like, and that was crap oh, speech, you know? Yeah, shit. Like, There's like, too many of those speeches. Like, yeah. just, it, it was, I just get bored halfway through and go, shut up. Rick. It wasn't yeah. even like inspirational or anything. I was just no. sat there going like, I, I feel nothing for this speech. Yeah. This is awful. Yeah, you need to feel something for the character before yeah. they actually can do that. But then Negan comes on screen, and I told you last year, all you get with Negan mm-hmm. is, God damn, Rick, are you going to do this again? <laughs> I will admit, like, that was probably the only good bit of the episode. Yeah, the only bit I put Because I actually quite like Negan. Like, that yeah. character, like, what's his mm. name? Sorry. Um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Like, I, I, I think he's amazing. Yeah. And, and he does a great job of portraying Negan. Yeah. Just take everything else of the show <laughs> away from, from Negan, and you've got a good show there. Yeah. Yeah, so I hate the like the pretension of it, the way that you have these 
rousing speeches with like soft music underneath. Oh, I hate all that. And how stupid the characters are in the show. There's one bit, no spoilers here, remember, but there's one plan involving the zombies turning up at a certain place in a certain time. And they're there watching, going, they should be here in five, four, three, two, one. Then they're like, oh, the zombies aren't here. Oh, God. Oh, oh wait, here they come. They're coming around the corner. The zombies, like, stick to shed. Like, Did they not check the watch? Yeah, to, to the second. Like, it's like, yeah, they might just be... The zombies, they might be a couple of seconds late. Like, <laughs> don't cancel your whole plan because they haven't turned up on the attack. <laughs> yeah, so I just hated it. <laughs> like, yeah. something happened in that bit, and it was Daryl when he was like, oh, here they are. And for some reason, when people do that in shows, it makes me laugh. I'm just like, well, yeah, everyone can see him. You don't need to point out, oh, look, yeah, they're yeah. over there. Like, yeah, like yeah, everyone, everyone's turned around and gone, oh, they're not turned up. And he's like, no, no, wait, look, look. <laughs> oh, awful. I fell um, off that show a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I didn't even watch the second half of last season. Mm. I just thought, oh, I'll get back into it again. And I always do this. I don't think I've seen the second half of the last, like, two seasons. Well, like, <laughs> yeah. Like, last season, I I genuinely thought, oh, this is going gonna to pick up here. they got Negan. He's going to breathe new life into the show. And for the first episode, it kind of did. Yeah. But then after that, it just, mm. it just it went back to walking and talking for yeah. nothing. Not a fan. I mean, I'm I'm probably going to stick with it for now, but I've, I've to be honest, I, I am complaining, but I guarantee I'll watch this entire season. <laughs> You're do. part of the problem. It's... <laughs> um, yeah. So what they say about wrestling all the time? It's like all not all, but a lot of fans are all like wrestling shit these days. But they'll keep on watching. They'll never get any better. I think what it is, I'm I'm in too deep now, and I, I like. Um, that's that's the most worrying thing because like the showrunners are saying we can go up until the season twenty five. I'm like I can't be watching this for, for another what seventeen years. Like, yeah. I'm not doing I, it. I can't imagine like on season twenty five if I was still watching it, saying to myself I've watched this show for twenty five years. I'd be like, <laughs> but yeah. nope. I mean I don't see that happening anyway because I'm pretty sure this episode like the viewers have plummeted. And people down, and apparently, like uh, people who tuned in on TV are just like I, I think almost half, or maybe more, um, for this episode. And even the pirates don't want to watch it. <laughs> that, 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 um, pi- pirate downloads have uh, halved as well for this uh, in comparison to last season. So yeah, yeah, no one cares about Walking Dead anymore. Might finally get the death it should have got after season one. I, I just think <laughs> that his show, you have a natural shelf life, and like people try to go beyond it and. You should just buy series seven at the most. You should be trying to wrap a show up. I think Game of Thrones is suffering from that now. And yeah, this one, like they have plans to go to, they're doing the Fear of the Walking Dead. They're doing all this other stuff. It's like you, you can't. People will get bored. You yeah. cannot drag it out for this long. That's yeah. what they think, don't they? They definitely think like um, people are just going to keep tuning in forever, and they're going to keep making the show forever because there are millions and millions of people tuning in like for every episode, but. Like I say, it's half this this season, so hopefully it's going the way that it should go. Yep. Dead. Final point on Walking Dead. They're, they're doing a... I think I mentioned it a, a few weeks ago, but they've confirmed it recently, or one of the producers, I think, has mentioned it. But there's going to be a crossover between Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah. And it's confirmed now. So a character... Well, yeah, I think it's a character from Fear the Walking Dead's going to appear on The Walking Dead. 
Is there a pair of the stain on the Walking Dead? Do we Don't know, know but it's a, it's supposed to be a big character on the. I haven't seen it, so it's a weird one because they're at different timelines, aren't they? Both shows, so I'm how pretty it's sure. Work. I'm pretty sure, sure. Like, although I think we've we've actually discussed this off the pod before. Like, I'm pretty sure um, one of them's on one side of America, one of them's yeah. on the other side of America. Fear but, the Walking Dead was in California, but they got on a boat, so I don't know where they went to after they that. They went to but, Mexico, or though. Did they? And then Atlanta is where the Walking Dead is based. Okay. Yeah. So, not here. Okay. Mm. I like the idea of uh, getting on a boat on the Walking Dead because that's something they've not done on the main show, isn't it? It was yeah. quite, I and mean, to be fair, that was like, did you watch that uh, when they were on the boat? I watched series one of it and when they got, until they got on the boat. Because, like, that, I actually found that quite <clears> interesting um, when they did that because the, uh, I don't know if it was the second season where you've seen it more, but, um, like, there's loads of uh, underwater zombies and, like that, I've, like that was something new. I was like, oh, I like that. Instead of pouring um, molten um, iron onto them, turn them into a yeah. shit zombies that way. Um, <laughs> there was just one little bit in the, in this week's episode as well where spoilers, the, not a spoiler. The camera pans over uh, like a camp, and it shows all the zombies outside. And there's one zombie like with a spear through it, like stuck to the floor, and he's just walking on the spot like, oh, oh. Mm. it looked so shit. So like, <laughs> they've told the actor just, just. Act like you're walking, and it's like, oh, even the spear looked like it was just under his armpit. Yeah, <laughs> something like, yeah, yeah, not impressed. No, all right, um, yeah, more TV stuff. Watched Louis through, watch Louis through. No, um, I've, I've missed this week's episode, but maybe do let me know what it's about. We have, yeah. we have spoke about the last two in the past two episodes, haven't we? So, might as well finish it off with the because this is the third and final, isn't it? Um, it's also only a series of three, then, yeah, I believe yeah. so, yeah. All right. So we might as well finish it off. And this one's called Murder in Milwaukee. Is uh, Milwaukee, it? yeah. Milwaukee. And uh it's about about the the high the sky high gun crime in Milwaukee, which well, it like the other two episodes, it makes it out to be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. But like I don't know if it's just the people he was speaking to, but like there's like a, a, a mum with like five children or something and she's just got a shotgun under her bed. Yeah. Like a yeah, there's a racial element to it as well, isn't there? It's a very black community. Yeah, yeah. The the community are saying that the police are just targeting black, you know, black people. The police are saying it's nothing to do with race. It's just they're all armed and it's you know kicking off all the time. Uh, a few weird things with it. We've mentioned in the other episodes that I, what I felt was almost like an active an element of acting to it, where some people are playing up for the camera because they've got a BBC crew following them around. And I, I felt that with this episode as well, with bits of it. There's one main, like main female character who's like a mother, is she? Yeah, yeah. And she tell. I mean, her story begins with like, oh, I killed someone when I was 15. But I've turned, turned my life around now, you know, and done this and that. And you think, oh, great. All it took was one murder for you to turn your life around. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? It's yeah, a bit yeah. of a weird I, attitude to have. Kind I of actually thought, like, because I, I couldn't get my head around. I'm like, you killed someone <laughs> about 10 years ago or something. Yeah. Why are you not in prison? Go back to prison. <laughs> you, you shouldn't be walking the streets after murder. Like, you don't just, just oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for killing that person. Yeah. Oh, I mean, go on, go, go go and adopt some kids. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got a couple of guns around the I house know, yeah. as well, so keep her safe. <laughs> uh, she, she was the one I felt was a bit of an actor. Or, it's a bit of a strong word, actor, but she definitely, I think, plays up for the camera. Acting up, maybe. Acting up for camera, mm. yeah, exactly. There's one bit where they're all outside, like uh, just eating lunch or something, and you hear like a backfire of a car or something down the street. 
And she's like, oh, there you go again. Someone firing the guns when all these nice people are sat around eating. And she keeps on banging on about it. Why would you do that when there were people sat here eating the food? <laughs> it felt like she's really making a point of like, what a terrible neighbourhood this is. Mm. Gunfire again. And it sounded like a backfire to me from a car. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see anyone shooting people. <laughs> yeah, but she seemed way too quick to jump to the, oh, it's all kicking off again thing. Yeah, yeah. And then later that night when they sat outside drinking vodka, uh, vodka and orange juice, a car like screams on the corner, and fair enough, he's driving dangerously. And she's like, Oh, here we go, they're at it again. There'll be gunshots any minute now. Come on, get inside, get inside. I think, um, I think what it was, the camera crew were about to record it, weren't they? And she went, Don't record them, yeah, don't record them, bloody hell. And then, then like, they quickly turned the camera away from doing it. And she's like, Oh, well, they'll be coming back round soon, they'll be coming back round. Yeah. Like, come on, let's get, get inside. Yeah, she goes inside, pulls bloody pistol out, doesn't she? Yeah, it just felt like she, she jumped to the whole. It's about to kick off thing very quickly. All that you know, well, maybe maybe you would do if you lived in that area, kind of thing. But I, I reckon you would do in that. Yeah, area. I suppose so. In the ghettos, but it did feel a bit like she got a camera crew there. Let's make this look as bad as possible. Do, do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, obviously, it does kick off there because people, as they were filming it, people were getting shot. <laughs> yeah, in, in different sections, like shot dead. Oh, there was, li- there was literally like showing the bodies as well, wasn't it? Yeah. Just, just like I, I don't think they actually blurred any of the wounds either, did they? I don't think just, so. It just had people with bloody wounds everywhere. And like just the fact that blood was pooled everywhere, it was like pretty gruesome, wasn't it? Yeah, like I think there was one one guy as well. Like, like the, he was in the police car, wasn't he, when they were chasing like a, a I think it must have been like a drive-by shooter or something. Mm. Um, so they chased him down. This guy crashed into a car, and there's just a dead guy on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny how it's funny, isn't it, John? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead people on the road. The yeah. thing about this is, <laughs> it's funny how like uh, the police couldn't get a handle on the situation. I might be being way too unfair here, but they had that guy from the other car who was just an innocent bystander, like on the floor in the middle of the street, and they're like, "Get away from him!" And like they were questioning other people as to whether he was a suspect. It's like this poor guy just been crashed into, like, you know, he's like on the verge of death kind of thing, and they're like questioning him, like as, he, as he's dying in the street. And it turned out it was like another couple wanted in the car who crashed into him, and and in, the injured guy from the other car had crawled out into a garden. And the police caught him, but as they as they caught him in the garden, they're all doing high fives and stuff, going, "Yeah, another one, boom, got him!" Yeah, like, like and all laughing and joking about it. And it's like there's a guy like dying on the floor. There. <laughs> no, yeah, there's God. no decorum whatsoever about it. It's really weird. It's like no humanity, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And then Louis questions the the chief inspector at that point, and said, "I can't remember how he words it now, but it's like you know, is it a bit of overkill this kind of thing? Do, do you know he's even guilty of anything? I'm sure that the police officer's like, I'm not here for theology. I'm here to catch the bad guy, and you know, just left it at that kind of thing. Yeah, it's just a bit of a. There's another a bit one. as well when like there was a a bunch of rappers, um. And, and he was just talking to them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've, I've got my own personal weapon, you know, just to protect myself." Pulls out like a bloody M15 with a scope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So it's like, like yes, yeah, just, 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 just to protect myself. I love the idea of just living in a bad neighbourhood and having a gun so big enough that you need a scope on it. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. go hunting at night, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And it's just the way he pointed that out as well. When uh, Louis was like, oh, well, well, where is the gun? Can I see it? It's like, well, it's over there. Cameron pans around this massive like rifle just <laughs> yeah. on the floor. Like, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, that was good, though. 
So um, are we are we rating Dark States as a as a total like a series as not like good but not as his most interesting? Yeah, it's one of his worst ones for me. It's not his best, but like I I think the 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 heroin one like was my the highlight of that series. Yeah. I thought that was a really good episode, but um, the other two fell a bit short. I think. Yeah, and there's one bit in this one where there's a vigil being held. And they've got this soft music playing underneath the vigil, and I'm thinking, I'm watching the X Factor now. And it, it, Louis never that, normally that, does stuff like that in his documentaries. That that bit was mad. Um, with all, all, all the people going, he's in heaven now. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can hear me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the over the top American thing. Though. Yeah, yeah, very over the top. Um, but mm. yeah, for me, one of his worst ones. It's still good and watchable, but. I feel like he's done a lot of better, better stuff than this. Yeah, I want him to go on the trail of like a serial killer one day as a, as a show. Mm. Pick like a pick a serial killer that has never been found, and he just goes and tries to sort it out. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just go and catch him. Yeah, go <laughs> investigate it. Yeah, yep. I'd like that. Mm. Um, Pitch that for his next series. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get on the phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit that. Uh, <clears throat> Right, I've watched a couple of episodes of Lost this week. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Um, I'm going to drop a plug in the middle of this week's show. Uh, I'm looking at uh, doing a show with someone else who's not on this show. (sighs) What what the fuck? (laughs) Cheating on us? I'm not. I'm not leaving. I'm just. I'm doing. I'm I'm doing a pilot. Um, just you're just um, broadening your options. Um, yeah, basically. <laughs> when this one fails, just jump on the other one. So I'm gonna we we're gonna be recording a pilot episode. We're gonna be it's we're gonna, we've got a few ideas, but one of the shows we're trialing is a lost show. So if that's worth putting up, it's gonna be on this RSS feed. So if you subscribe to Don't Spoil the Ending, you'll you'll get the pilot episode of Not Penny's Boat is what we're calling it at the moment. Which is the Come name again? of Not Penny's Boat. Okay. Yeah. We wanted to call it um, We Have to Go Back. <laughs> but that's been done at least four times. So that's been done. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to do a, a show about Lost and watch it a few episodes at a time. We'll release an episode every couple of weeks. We'll just talk about talk about Lost because it's quite yeah. quite the show. Um, I, only, I only ever watched it once all the way through like as it came out. But I rewatched the first two episodes recently, and that first episode's amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. it's honestly really good. Well, I really got into it at the time. I was a bit disappointed at the end, but I'm I'm dying to go back and watch that again at some point. I you have to go back. Yeah. See, great name for a show. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like going back. It, it you know it, it's if I look back at the way I felt after it finished, I just felt sour about the whole show, but not. Like if I not going if I go into the if I go into it knowing that yeah it might be might paint it differently for yeah, you. yeah. I'll I'll go in with a, a different frame of mind that'll pick up apparently you pick up loads of different stuff on a second rewatch yeah on a second watch um mm. but yeah so I've watched a bit of Lost um and that's yep. I've been busy editing podcasts and stuff all week so I've not really got much else to cover this week yeah t- I'm done TV show wise have you guys got Ozark. Oh, Ozark. Sorry, yeah, I forgot about, about that. that. Oh, this, this has been building for, for almost a couple about of months month, now, yeah. hasn't it? Like, you two have spoke, both separately <clears throat> spoke about it, but not been able to speak about it together. Yeah, uh, Ozark. I loved the show as a whole. Yeah. thought it was really good. That's same. I mentioned earlier, I had a couple of issues with it on the whole, regarding like the finale and stuff like that. 
I don't know how spoilerific you want to get into it, but uh, spoiler alert. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the character of Dell, I really like. Yeah, who's like the the Mexican cartel leader, who's making Jason Bateman do everything everything that he does. I've I've watched the first episode, so is that the guy that? I mean, are we doing spoilers? Well, I mean, you can mention that, like the guy who kind of is the enforcer in he, episode he, one. He, yeah. Yeah. He, he, him, I, I really like that character. When you, you were saying the same in yeah. And things that happened with him in the final episode, I wasn't totally on board with, wasn't totally happy with. But, uh, I mean, some of it's such a hard-hitting, like, gruesome show. Some of the yeah. torture scenes in it are like, oh, my God. Like, yeah. Yeah, for a TV show. <laughs> it's a... <clears throat> there was one bit, and we've mentioned it, but without yeah. giving anything away, like it, it was eye watering to watch. It was just sort of like so. I, I think it's it's someone's being tortured, and uh, I just it wasn't like anything I'd seen on TV. Well, it, I don't know it, the way it was done. I say for TV, it's very yeah graphic. Yeah, like, yeah. It didn't like uh, shy away from showing you what was going on. Yeah, they literally show you in yeah. detail, kind of thing. That 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 was quite good. Uh, the only thing, like, the, it, it was quite good. It tricked me at one point into thinking it might be a series, a one series thing and done. Because that final episode, I was like, oh my God, like, this is ending yeah. now. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be no series two. But there is going to be a series two. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, yeah, you can go into series two. And I was really happy with the way it was. Yeah. And then it does a big twist at the end of it. And you're like, whoa. Like, because it comes out of the blue from absolutely nowhere. It's just yeah. it's, it's such a shock and I think that's why it's so sort of uh, it's hard almost hard to understand sort of like it's it's so out of the blue it's really like whoa why has that just happened and sort yeah. of like because you almost don't want that to happen like so and like, where, where it, it had already set gone. up good for season two that's it like where the plot's gone now from that it feels like a lot of the jeopardy is gone from it for me now mm. you know what I mean like if that had, if it happened differently there'd have been, been much more of a kind of ticking clock for series two you have to do this by this point mm. otherwise you know this will happen yeah. and I think it's made that feel a bit less important now yeah. Jason Bateman's a highlight for it and the way it's put together and produced and everything like that I loved it yeah uh, sympathy for all the times where I really hate her and then times where she backs yeah. his uh, husband up and then it's like oh you're actually you're actually alright you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bit as well the flashback episode you've mentioned previously the whole yeah. thing of this is not a spoiler, but there's a, something involving a jar of two eyeballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you see the flashback episode, and like, oh my god, like, yeah. that is awful. <laughs> so yeah. someone gets their eyes pulled out. Yeah, but you've got no idea who kind of thing. So, so it's someone relevant. Well, could, could be. <laughs> <laughs> but again, it's all done in flashbacks. So it's like it's really well handled, and just how he gets into the game of you know money laundering that I thought that was all quite well well handled yeah. and well done but yeah on the whole I loved it one of the best shows I've watched this year definitely yeah I'd yep. agree with that cool are we done with TV for the week uh, I've got a couple of things yeah. uh, Netflix based really not really done much on Amazon to be honest um, there is an Amazon show that I did want to mention which I'm going to watch which is Law which um, I, I, I think I mentioned it the other week actually yeah um, um it's a because it, it's, it's a podcast which has been almost like reenacted, hasn't it? Sort of like I put together to, pretty much to yeah. tell the visual story of what happens in the law podcast. Have you ever listened so. to the podcast? Yeah, I've listened to uh, quite a few of the episodes, but I think it's is it good. The pod, uh, the podcast. 
Yeah, I really like it. It's really well put together and sort of. You're probably, like, you're probably like this. It, it's it's interesting the way it's uh, it's dead interesting. This yeah. area, I I I enjoyed it for what it was like. Uh, it ties in with like Halloween, doesn't it? That's why it's yeah, being yeah. released now. But yeah, yeah actually, thank you. Um, Stranger Things been watching season one in time for season two, which has been released in the, in the past few days. Today, today, oh, today yep, today. Um, so been watching season one of that. Halfway through that, really enjoying watching that again. And uh, can't wait for season two. Well, Inman, we're discussing a Stranger Things podcast maybe at some point. Okay. If, uh, if you watch series two, yeah, definitely, definitely on board. Yeah, right. Joe, if you if you'd be up for that, maybe. Uh, I can barely commit to one, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm already committing to two. So, yeah, no, yeah, I'll I'll come on for the finale. Again. Oh, we we do we want to talk about how we were planning on doing it on the do pod? We, I mean, yeah, it'd be a bit of a different format, I imagine. This yeah. conversation off the pod. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or just live on the pod. That's what I was going to say. Do we want to leave that for off the pod? <laughs> yeah, it can do. Yep. Let's, let's, keep, let's do the admin off the show. Yep. Um, Stranger Things Series 1, though. My thoughts on it. I don't think we've... We've, we've not covered Stranger Things much, have we? Because we started no. the show after the first season. Mm. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I felt like it could have been better. I don't. I, it's nowhere near like a perfect TV show, but there was there was a lot I I would have probably done differently. Yeah. But I, I I did did enjoy it at the time. I've not had the I've not really got the urge though to go and watch season two. Like I don't know why. I'm just not particularly fussed. The early reviews I've seen on Empire and stuff they say it's just more of the same, but it's good apparently. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Yeah. I've I've seen it getting good reviews, so I, I will watch it. More of the same can be a good thing because often season twos will just dive bomb. Yeah, like, should yeah, change things yeah. completely and true detective. Yeah. <laughs> Bloodlines. Shocking. Oh, I never watched that. That's another Netflix. Uh, just watch season just watch season one. Really? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> that has I, a, I, I, I think I spoke about this on the podcast before. Watch season one and then turn off ten seconds before the end of season one. Because there's a finish there. Ah, right, okay. And then they just throw a 10 seconds in at the end, which means they can go, oh, we, we can have a season two now. <laughs> it's got one of my favourite actors in that, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, you know, the Australian guy. I think. Who's been in like Star Wars recently and stuff like that. So I wouldn't mind checking that out. And Kyle Chandler as well, he's in that. Yeah, so. I love him in it. Yeah, Coach really Taylor. Yeah. yeah, he's good. Yep. Um, Anyone got any thoughts on Stranger Things before we move to Tom's next show? No. Much better than <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other thing is well it's a very different TV show it's Penn and Teller Fool Us if oh, aye. anyone's heard of this yeah. I love Penn and Teller yep. I love Penn and Teller I really want to go to Vegas and watch them came over to England and had shows here and it sold out like instantly I just couldn't get tickets for it but this the show's really good um, I think they're in season 4 in America but season 1 and 2 are definitely on Netflix UK uh, Jonathan Ross is the host and he's like really funny for it because oh, right. um, <clears throat> he has quite a lot of banter with Penn and Teller and sort of like the, the host and stuff he's, he's just generally a, a good host like um, they have top magicians on there and stuff like that it's, it's a really good show to watch yeah, it's e- dead easy watching and stuff like that I, I, I remember watching it a few years ago like and some of the stuff on it it is amazing yeah, like, yeah some yeah. of the magic tricks that they can do like, yeah. I like all the sleight of hand stuff a lot of the time. I love that, yeah. It's just the skill involved in doing that. It's yeah. pretty amazing. And like on top of that, they're both just really like smart, funny guys as well, yeah. and like and charismatic yeah. and stuff. And it's not often you'll get that kind of mix, you know, in mm. a in a person like uh, you. No, I'm nearly at the end of season two of that, so I'm looking forward to season three. I know that they changed the host, 
and uh, Penn cuts his ponytail off, so I'm just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, just a quick uh, aside on that. I watched the US Celebrity, Celebrity Apprentice about three or four years ago. Penn was on that, and he, he was amazing on it. <laughs> like, yeah. He was just smashing it every week and stuff, and everyone hated him because he was so <laughs> smart and good on it kind of thing. Like, yeah, that was good. <laughs> cool. Um, TV covered? Can I just... Just br- well, briefly mention some because I don't I don't want to go too into depth because I know you want to watch it, um. But you brought you brought up last week, uh, Mind Hunter. Yeah, I was going to say you're going to say Mind Hunter because I smashed it. Have you watched it all? I've watched it all <laughs> since then, and I love Do you, it. So you recommend it? I recommend that. I've wanted to watch this. It is amazing. Um, I, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't even think there's much I can spoil because. No, I, um, yeah, I mean, I can definitely spoil some, but um, I'm just not going to. Um, but it's amazing. It's it's obviously, um, I think that's, you you you'd already know that it's basically just a team that are basically go and talk into serial yeah. kills and stuff. But after they're doing like things on the side and that, but mm. it's so good. It is so good. Like you get to like get used to these characters and see their kind of evolution. How many episodes? Are there? Ten episodes. Ten episodes. Which weirdly enough, um it fluctuates in how long they are so like some are like an hour some are like half an hour it's hmm. so weird but is it netflix original yeah yeah i think uh making a murderer did that like yeah, that yeah. that's varied between episode length and that's stuff like that. Yeah. but it's like yeah. that um you meet like i can't remember if there's three but there's de- definitely two no sorry there is three um serial killers that you meet who are like obviously ba- based on real well sorry they are actors portraying real serial killers yeah. And like the actors, um, for there's this one um, serial killer, um, and I don't, I don't think this is a spoiler because it is just a re- real serial killer. But this serial killer, he's uh, he's like he's done like these horrendous things, and I won't, I'll let you watch it so you can find out what these things are. But he's like the most polite person you'll ever like me. Honestly, he's <clears> talking <throat> to him, and he's just so polite, and he's. he's he seems like a really nice person to speak to um so it's just weird like hearing him say oh like being dead polite going hi man would you like me to get you a sandwich um um I'll, i can i can get you a um an egg sandwich if you want uh, and then then going on to be like oh and i did this and and it's like wow <laughs> was it, is it psychopath or sociopath where they just like they just think what they're doing is normal, so they come across as just a proper normal person. I feel like it's that sociopath. I feel like they, 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 <clears throat> sociopath is just totally unfeeling. Like they can do something. Hard well, maybe yeah, maybe that's what I'm it. thinking. I think that might be psychopath. Maybe the other one where right. it's like an ego thing. There, I, I do think they are okay. like um, investigating basically psychopathy um, because at this time in the police force, I don't think they had any kind of basically criminals were criminals there wasn't uh, a such thing as a psychopath or anything right, okay. um, so they they didn't they were able to pick up on it before it happened which yeah. i think they've kind of got a system in place now where they can see signs of people turning into basically oh god this kid's uh killing yeah. animals he's probably going to become <laughs> a psychopath on his own. that kind of thing wanna watch it? yeah definitely watch it it's worth worth a watch cool um should we move on to games? Yeah, uh, cool. <clears throat> Sims 4 is getting released this, this month on the PS4. Oh, is that yeah. that's yeah. It, that this soon? Yep, I'm very happy about that. I mean, I've never played any of them, but I'll have it a week early on EA Access on the Xbox One. So, <laughs> yeah. As soon as it's out, I'll have a 10-hour trial there to play. So. Yeah. I, I yeah. love The Sims, me. Like, 
I've not played it since um, Sims Three. See, yeah, same here. But that's because, I, uh, yeah, I, I've 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 played the console versions, but I've got up to see uh, Sims Three on PC as well, but never got Sims Four. See, I I, I didn't even realize it was released. To be honest, yeah, it was it was it was quite a release than the rest of them. I don't know if it's because the Sims. Sims Train sort of doesn't run as fast as it used to, yeah. but yeah, Sims Four, PS Four, I'll be, I'll be definitely buying that one. Yeah, um, I think I will, to be honest. Yeah, we will laugh. Got a Super Mario Odyssey out today. Nintendo oh, true. Switch. Yeah, yep. that looks that looks really fun. That yep. game. It's getting like just perfect scores across the board. Kind yeah, of thing. it yeah. looks like another one of them perfect Mario games because yeah. there have been a couple. Um, but this one, this one really is looking like oh, it's up yeah, there. Amazing! That should be there for me at home when I get back. So, yeah. Switch, get on that Switch. Yeah, yeah. So it's, the Switch has had a cup. Like I know Nintendo usually do this when they bring out a console, but they get a top class Zelda game on it, yeah, and a top class Mario game on it. That's it for the Switch now. Like, well, I think there's been four games this year. There's like Mario Kart, which is a Wii U game basically, but still amazing. Yeah, Splatoon Two, which was amazing. Mario and Zelda, they're the big four this yeah. year. For, other than that, you know. The <laughs> thing is that the Switch is like a perfect like console for indie developers, I think, because it's got the... If you look, if you go and look at the indie games that are on like the PlayStation or they're on Steam or whatever, like a lot of them are these less system... Use, use less system resource. Yeah. The Switch <clears throat> is a perfect game for a lot of these independent... I know what you mean. You don't have to play like one of these eight-bit shooters on a PS4, do you? It's no, like, like overkill almost kind of thing. Yeah, so it's it's like I, I don't know why there's not more of it coming to the Switch because yeah. it's it's I don't know if it's Nintendo. To be fair though, there is a shed load of stuff on the on the store you can buy stuff yeah. like that. I've never I've not looked at it. You know, no, what I mean? but yeah. there is quite a lot of stuff on there you can buy. Probably worth a good look on there. Yeah, it's because it. a lot a lot of a lot of the games I've played that I've like thoroughly enjoyed recently have been games that could run on a Switch. Yeah, like stuff like Stardew Valley. Oh, that's number one in the charts. Is that actually on, on, Switch? on Switch? Yeah, I looked at the, the top ten chart last night, and that was number one ahead of like Mario. I think it was. Like, that, that, that's 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 ahead cool. of Mario in the charts. It's, it's, better, it's better than Mario. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than every Mario game. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that, that was an example of like a good game that could run on the Switch, and obviously, it looks like it is doing well on it. Yep. So, yeah, I, I think there, there could be more that comes to Switch. More stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, would be good. Um, any more games? I mean, I can just quickly mention I've like replayed Batman, the Telltale game this week. Ah, we, yeah, we covered one. Telltale last week, didn't we? And I remember you recommending the Batman. Yeah, one. and it is great. It's a uh, like a different version of Batman, but it's, you guys like Telltale, don't you? Yeah. The Telltale game, so yeah. it's definitely worth trying out. Because it's Batman, you'd think you have certain expectations of what's going to happen, but it's just totally different. It's like an origin story almost again. Like the Joker's in it, but not as you'd imagine in that stuff like that. So yeah, it's definitely worth uh, mm. checking out. Mm. Probably the best Telltale game I've played. I think that one. Oh, yep. And we we all like Telltale. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Then those kind of games that I, I always put off playing because I think, oh, when I get a bit of spare time, I'll just go through that. And, but then when I play them, I'm like, why have I not played this sooner? Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> it's the same. I'm I'm still in Game of Thrones, and that is just how I feel about it. Yeah, it's. I, I sit there thinking I've had that sat there for ages and yeah. not once have I actually booted it up and tried it and I'm I'm onto the final chapter now and I'm I've loved it. it it's really good yeah yeah so. Telltale seems to have something pretty good going on because they got all these different franchises <laughs> yeah which aren't owned which aren't connected in any way and then yeah. they just make the game for it and then yeah, it, get all the fans from that franchise base to buy 
the game that they're part of. Like, they, they must like, be doing pretty well. You, you think about the franchises they've got, and yeah. they do span everything. Well, they've got yeah. what, Jurassic Park, Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Batman. Batman, Minecraft. Uh, Minecraft. <laughs> You've got Borderlands. It's like, <laughs> it's all these really Borderlands, weird. Borderlands, yeah. Mm. But yeah, Borderlands, that, that, that is the weirdest one, I think. Borderlands. Yeah. There's a telltale Borderlands game. Yeah. It's just mad. And Borderlands, as a game itself, doesn't lend no. in any way to a I, telltale series. Like. No, I've played I've played the, the first Borderlands, and I have my issues with it, but I, I like the game. Um, yeah, but it is just a level-up shooter, isn't it, pretty yeah. much? <laughs> but then they, they did a telltale game on it. It's like, <laughs> I think I think Minecraft's quite a weird one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, like, that, that's, a, that's a game without really a purpose, and they've just gone and put a, <laughs> they've made a story for it. Yeah, I was, I was never sold on the Minecraft one. Every time I look at it, I, I think it looks like... I know... I know the narrow-minded thing to say is Minecraft looks like it's for kids because I've put tons of hours into Minecraft. I love it, but that story mode looks like it's for kids. I, I've, I've I've not tried it. I don't I, know what it's I, like. I to be think honest. so. Yeah, I've not even looked into it to be honest. So I don't know. And I don't like. Yeah, like we were saying, a story mode on Minecraft. I could deal with. I could deal with a one-off story mode, but the fact that it just isn't Minecraft. I mean, like, that's not the point of the like thing. I say, so I've, I won't be I've not even. Uh, tried I've not, I've not even seen a video of this being played but it's up like they've got a season two out now haven't they so it's definitely doing well <laughs> yeah yeah and just on that as well walking dead series three has been out for a while but it's on offer now for 11 pound on the ps4 oh, right, okay. in halloween sale so I'm, I'm gonna pick that up before halloween and uh yeah i've got i've never played series two i've got series one two and i've got the michonne spin-off and i've never played that yet either and then they've done a series three now so i'm gonna buy that play through what, the whole lot I played through season one and two, and I I enjoyed both of them. Yeah, um, I can't remember if I've preferred one or two, but yeah, they were they were both good. Both good. Yep. Yeah. Um, are we are we getting more games coming up? Or I've got uh, Football Manager. Oh yeah. So I can I can download from today because I've pre-ordered it, so it's out in two weeks. But I can get, ah, right. get on the beta. <clears throat> um, so I'd actually forgot about that today until you mentioned games. So I was yeah. get on that when I get home. <laughs> And also Firewatch, which we've mentioned a few times before, um, is fifty percent on Steam. So I got that this week. Good. So I'm gonna download that, download that, and get on that at some point. Good. I'm I'm, I'm glad. Uh, the Hitman is getting a Game of the Year edition that's coming out. So if you've not bought Hitman up to now, uh, it's basically just the full thing um, for season one. They did release it all on a disc earlier in the year. But this has got like extra stuff on it. Yeah. And if you've not played the Hitman game, that's definitely worth picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, on the Hitman game, it's it's all it's an always online game. Now oh. they had these these things throughout when it was you know at its most popular work. They'd have these one off opportunities, and they would be different things like you have to do this or you have to do this like on the different maps, and you give it basically get one shot at it, and then once you once you've done that shot. It was done. You can never attempt it again. Right. Which I quite liked. I like that. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I can't remember what they were called, but it was that's what that was. And they've recently they're recently redoing it for people who might have missed them the first time. So if you jump on it now, you should get these opportunities to do these one off things. But if you had the game months ago and you attempted something, you're not allowed to retry that. Right. So they, you, it, it's running people back through because you get time limits to say this one's available for the next twelve hours, and you'd get the one, the one shot. But yeah, they, they, I think it's good that they're re-rolling it around because um, that that game's still getting constant support. And they haven't, 
really released much for it in a long time. Like, you know, it's post-release support and they've, they've yeah. done a lot for that. Um, I think season two will be coming probably next year. But this is basically that company, IO Interactive, are trying to treat Hitman as its main franchise because it yeah. owns the Hitman franchise. They recently split from Square Enix and... I don't know the business in or out inner workings of it, but it was almost like they bought themselves and they're they're like an independent company now who are releasing Hitman. And so they're hoping Hitman they're gonna try and basically get as much money out of it as they can. Yeah. To fund anything Hitman related in the future, like a season two. So if you if you're a fan of Hitman, you need to get on season one, otherwise there won't be a season two. And I do like the fact it's like a chapter based, you know, a mm. bit like the Telltale format, but the Hitman game within that I think a lot more games will probably go that way in the future. It wouldn't surprise me because yeah. it, it seems to be working for the Hitman franchise. That's more or less resurrected that because it, it it died off a bit. It yeah. wasn't the series it was like it used to be. And like you'll pick up a game nowadays like Tomb Raider or something and there's 20 hours of gameplay in there and for me I just think when am I ever going to play this? No. Getting yeah. a couple of hours every couple every month or two might be a better idea to be honest. You know, yeah. I'll play those two hours when I get it and then look forward to the next two. I don't always want 20 hours of gameplay in one go. I find as well, though, like, one of the benefits for Hitman is it sounds mad saying, oh, yeah, there's only... I can't remember how many levels, but there's maybe eight maps, something like that. So uh, the example would be the Paris one for the first one, which is a fashion show. And you can go and do the the normal game, like, level. There's, like, two targets, take them out, you're done. But people have, like, created contracts that are, like, user-created ones and doing all this. And you have to... There are some where you've got to do specific things. So you've got to go find like the clown costume and go and stab some, like, you know, like um, Cluedo. <laughs> so you've got to kill them with this, dressed as this, all that. So it, whilst some part of me thinks this is almost like they're just recycling the maps and just generating random stuff to work and do stuff on that map, the fact that you know that map helps because you don't have to go relearn something, but you can get different fun out of it because they're, yeah. they're pretty big maps as well. And, yeah, I quite like the idea of learning a map and doing lots of different things in it. Because there's one where um, it's basically got the enemies from Home Alone in it. And <laughs> you end up, like, taking them out. Oh, so, like, can, oh, I can't think of what they're called. So there's, like, a couple of guys and, like, yeah. they're, like, burglars. The wet bandits. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, one, one, of the, one of the special contractors to get, like, to basically kill those two. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously, <laughs> like, heavily influenced on that. But there's another one where there's, like, a... Um, like an evil magician costume in the attic, but it's dead hard to go and find. Like, or at least I was—I've never done it, but you can, you can go do that. And the aim of it is to kill a target wearing that, <laughs> even though you just look daft. Um, yeah, going back to the Home Alone one though, there's um, that one takes place at Christmas, so the map's slightly different where it's got little like Christmas presents and stuff lying around. <laughs> it's just a nice reuse of a lot of the assets in that game. So oh, cool. I do recommend that. Do like the idea of it. Just one last thing on gaming, if that's okay. Uh, yeah. Another game on a sale is Dead Rising One, Two, and like a special third game called Off the Record. I think it was called Dead, Dead Tide. Sorry. Oh, Dead Rising. Dead sorry. Rising. Sorry. Uh, they're old games, but they keep on like reissuing them and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. The fifteen pound for all three, and I played the first one on the Xbox 360 like ten years ago. Have you ever played them at all, you guys? Or I never I played a bit. Of it, yeah. Played a bit of it. Like the first one is the appeal is you're just in a shopping mall full of zombies. Yeah. But the game, you've only got like eight, hour, eight hours of real time to play it before like a helicopter's come to pick you up. But there's something like, there's like 15 hours of stuff you can do within it. So you've got to choose what you want to do before you get picked up by the helicopter. 
just sounds a bit like Hitman, you know, like he, he literally can't do everything in that map the first time you play it. The point is you've got to pick and choose what you want to do and play it multiple times to see everything within the game. But yeah, I'm thinking of picking it up, 15 quid for all three games. So It's yeah. quite a good price for a game series that did well. Yeah. Halloween. Yeah, so I might give that a go before Halloween. Yep. Yeah. Sounds good. Mention a game. Well, I've not been playing it. I've, I basically have been introduced into a, um, a game. I've been showing it on YouTube. And I don't play on PC very often these days, so I probably won't be able to. But it's a game called The Beginner's Guide. Um, it's, oh, right. It's by um, it's made by Davy Reedon or Raiden, uh, who's the guy who made uh, the the Stanley Parable, the uh, Half Life uh, mod. And uh, it's 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 a weird game. It was present. He presented it as uh, basically a, a bunch of little levels that his friend made just like in his spare time and like he does the voiceover himself and he's just like so that this is the first level as you can see it's just a um a counter-strike um multiplayer map that is made and you can see he's got some floating boxes over here uh, and then you're just kind of going through it and then the next one it's like a, a little maze um it's completely different to the first level it's just a little maze which you have to go through in reverse in order to get through and it's just really interesting the way he's made it. Like he's a, seems to be like a proper clever guy. This Davy Raiden or whatever his name is. Like, have you played? Have you ever played the Stanley Parable? I've not, but I'm I'm aware of it and I've seen it. I I played it a little bit and it just baffled with my head. It just messed with my head that game. Um, and this one seems to do very much the same thing. Um, like where certain levels, like you basically in order to complete the level, you just glitch. And like he's he but like he's presented it in such a way that like his friend has made it, and uh, like like this is just kind of the way the level ends. But he's obviously made it to do that, and yeah, like it's whether you've got a PC, like you play PC games, don't you, Sam? Yeah, um, the Stanley Parable was one that I used to play, but my computer got so old, like even Stanley Parable wouldn't run on it, and even really? Telltale games, but God. New Mac, so I'd need to go back and revisit all the. I'd, I'd recommend this, uh, um, the beginner's guide. It's yeah. called. Um, it's it. Like, I I want to get on my PC and try it again because it looks so interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, just thought I'd mention that. Quick mention. Cool. Right, should we move on to films? Cool. What else have we watched? Well, what have we watched this week? The main one I've watched really is the Snowman, the new Michael Fassbender film. All right. Have you you guys heard of that? I, I, have I heard know Nick has. Yeah. Watched the trailer. Um, I mean, from what I can gather, it was a guy that what put deadheads on snowmen or something like that. Yeah, it's weird. Well, uh, right, what's the premise of <laughs> snowman? Based so on I'm a, suddenly interested. Yeah, based on a book by Joel Nesbo, who's like a Scandinavian crime fiction writer. Uh, and it's basically the snowman serial killer. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's meant to be a proper serious film, but we were watching the trailer months ago thinking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> He literally will take the head off a body, put a snowman's head on the body. That's his calling card. <laughs> or vice versa. Right. Snowman body, head on snowman. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Michael Fassbender, starring. So you'd think, you know, it could be a good film. It's by the director of Let the Right One In, which was great. Uh, set in Scandinavia. I think it's Denmark, maybe. Uh, but it's just an absolute mess. Uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg's in it, who's in the, the main film we're talking about. She's quite good in it, to be fair. But it's a, as you can imagine, imagine seven 
but really crap and with a snowman serial killer. <laughs> like, uh, it's really bad. It's like like brain numbingly stupid, some of the stuff that happens in it. And it's one of them films you can tell there's been like reshoots for it, you know, where just stuff just doesn't add up. Like they've forgot about certain subplots because they've done reshoots. Just, there's a whole subplot involving J.K. Simmons. It's like uh, this oh, corrupt... J.K. Simmons. Yeah, you won't have to this one. Right. <laughs> this is one of his worst performances, but there's this corrupt politician who's like bribing people to get like uh, the Winter Games to come to Oslo. And they just drop it. Nothing happens to him. They just forget all about it halfway through the film. It's the weirdest thing like, ever. <laughs> I, only, I can only imagine it's a reshoot that, that just didn't line up with what they originally did. So they just dropped the whole subplot. Uh, the killer is glaringly obvious from the first time you meet them, kind of thing in the film. Uh, yeah, just it's it's one of them films that's actually so bad it's kind of entertaining. Just you know, it's it's not a boring watch. It's you kind of have fun just laughing at it. But Fastbender's not great in it. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty rubbish. I'd give it like one point one point five out of five. Feel bad for Fastbender because he he tried. It's meant to be a franchise. The detective's called Harry Hole. It's meant to be like the Harry Hole series <laughs> of like, like, right. like you know like films. I can't imagine they'll, they'll do a second one. About uh, like about Snowman or the other ones will be different serial killers. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, they'll find another gimmick for the other ones. <laughs> there's there's another snow snowman gimmick serial killer down there. <laughs> like, oh not again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was a uh, pretty crap. I feel yeah. bad for him though, because he's trying to get like a franchise off the ground and he did this with this and Assassin's Creed and they're both like meh, you know, it's not yeah. great. So yeah, not been a great year for Michael Fassbender. No. I don't I don't go to the cinema very often, but there's one that I kind of went I might actually go to the cinema and uh, watch that, but never mind. Yeah, wait for <laughs> wait for D V D. Yep. Cool. Um I, I just want to mention I watched uh, The Hills of Eyes, the remake. Yep. Um this week. Third third week of Halloween in it, or is it fourth? Fourth week of Halloween. October. Uh, of October. <laughs> um so for Watch The Hills of Eyes this week. Um, I rated it a 4.5 because I absolutely loved this film. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> it's it's a bit dated now, but it's still amazing. Yeah. Like, Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's really grotesque, isn't it, some of it? Yeah. I don't remember liking it enough to give it a 4.5. I think I, I, I think I thought it was average, but I've not watched it in so long that that might have changed for the better or worse. I mean, I don't know. I, I, just, I just loved it. Um, I just absolutely loved the film. Yeah. I, th- I think I rated it so high because obviously I've been there doing these hot films every week, mm. uh, which was um, The Babadook, um, The Thing, the thing and, and I, I just rated it higher than all of them and that was the only one I could possibly go without giving it a five star. <laughs> right. Yeah, I quite like it. It's directed by Alexandra Arja, who at one point was like the, one of the best new horror directors, but it's kind of fell off fell apart recently. He did this on like Piranha 3D and I really like Piranha 3D. But then he did like uh, Horns, that Daniel Radcliffe film, which oh. a bit of a mess. Was that, was that horror or? Horns. Yeah. More like, it's like Twilight more than anything with a was bit that, of horror thrown right. in there like young adult, you know. Like yeah, young thing. adult. Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's kind of like why, why you didn't like it? Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep. well, so you, you're like, I just took over your conversation. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, I didn't have much more to say to be honest. Yeah, um, but I, think, I quite like it. I think yeah. everyone else in the world's probably seen the film at this point, so I don't really need to go into any <laughs> detail about it. Yeah, but yeah, I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um, I've, it wasn't as like creepy as I expected. Like it's it's always a film I thought was just going to be horrific or terrifying, but it, it was just it was actually somewhat of an easy watch to be honest. A pleasant yeah. viewing. Yeah. 
Just a few casual murders here. <laughs> cool. I'll just throw one last film in. Uh, the new Fast and Furious, Fate of the Furious, Part Eight, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I'd, I'd I'd love to do a full show one week on Fast. Oh, we should and definitely Furious. do a, a premium Fast and like, Furious premium I, show. Yeah, I I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I won't go into detail with this one, but uh, not as good as the ones that have come before the, the recent films. Uh, it's one of them films that it costs an absolute fortune to make, but it looks cheap. You know, like you can tell really? the talent behind the camera isn't as good as Justin Lin, whoever did the last one, as well, whoever it was. Uh, but yeah, it costs a fortune, but it just looks like some of the action looks cheap. It's perfectly fine. You don't, you don't want to expect it's Fast and Furious, but is it just it's just the same as the last <coughs> three films? Not as good as the last few, but uh, yeah, it's still watchable action film. I didn't even know a new one was out. Yeah, I don't. Eight. Sorry, sorry. I, I was going to say, I don't think they've hammered the marketing as much this time as they have done in the past. I don't yeah. know. Um, like Dwayne Johnson's quite uh, big on social media. He he didn't shut up about it for months. Yeah, for... Like, There's a bit of bad blood there now, you know. Uh, they've just announced yeah, no. they're doing a spin-off film for The Rock and Vin Diesel and... Uh, oh, God, what's the... Uh, is the it Ty, Ty, Tyrese? That's it, Tyrese Gibson. They've both been tweeting and saying, like, you know, who does he think he is kind of thing. Getting his own franchise, his own spin off <clears throat> franchise before our next film's coming out and stuff like this. Probably because he's more popular than them. So the, uh, he's outgrown the franchise, yeah. <laughs> so they're I feel like breaking with, it in. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like without him, that, that would have been dead in the water, that uh, series. He's one of the best things of this new film, I think, as well. Yeah, so, wasn't yeah. he the ha- highest paid actor last year? Was he? Yeah, like the highest paid. Yeah. Um, which Makes sense. You're grossing the most money. So, yeah, I'm not surprised he'd get a spin off. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I'd, part of me thinks some of that is just marketing. Mm. Them having a bad blood. It's like, oh yeah, we're having we're having bad blood right round when the films are. <laughs> oh no! So this is like literally, literally this week. This they've just announced the the next film in the series will be a rock spin off film. I know, but this is what I mean. You know, like like they might be saying, oh yeah, there's bad blood coming. Like oh, we got like. But then at the end of the day, Fast and Furious Eight just came out. Yeah. It's in cinemas now. Like, oh, it's been see, out that, for that's a the thing. It's been out for a while, so it feels a bit like they've. It's not to do right. with that. It's still more, in cinema. And the, 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 the one thing with it is as well that, that I feel don't, makes it more genuine. They were tweeting pictures of Tyrese, Vin Diesel, and Paul Walker together. Yeah. They're saying like these are the original crew. And if it mm-hmm. if it is just marketing, it's a bit it's a bit cynical. Yeah, and yeah. you know, to use Paul Walker kind of thing. All right. so, Wait, you, you bring that mean? in. I'm thinking. Oh. Yeah, stuff like that. They've been doing like, and the rocks just like. I'm just doing a film. <laughs> leave, leave me alone. <laughs> I know I did, I, that that puts a different spin on it. That yeah, so it does that. seem like a genuine like bit yeah. of bad blood. Like, yeah. but like, didn't Tyrese like miss about four films? I'm sure he I'm, missed a Vin bunch. Diesel did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, we had, we were the original crew, but like, yeah, yeah, he came back part <laughs> there four. Was didn't a lot, see there was Vin a lot of bad blood for uh, well, he was in last, part... this last part eight. No, wasn't there? Literally between Vin Diesel and uh, The Rock, there was yeah. like. All over social media, there was like there was having goals to each other and stuff. So that's it. At the time, I thought it was all just like marketing, but maybe looking back, maybe it is just. I, I, <laughs> they I, don't think, like I each think there genuinely is like a bit of bad luck yeah. between at least Vin Diesel and The Rock. Anyway, yeah, I think it's building up to a WrestleMania match. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it's going to be. Kurt Angle and The Rock versus. Uh... <laughs> Did you see Kurt Angle's? Wrestling yeah, match I was going to mention it before, and I forgot to mention it. Yeah. Is, oh. he's back. Do you know? Do you know they got rid of him in like two thousand six, two thousand seven, because <clears throat> they they basically. The idea behind it was we don't want a gold, an Olympic gold medalist breaking his neck and dying on live TV because he was getting more and more injury prone. And he, yeah. you know, I'm and not using gonna, more and more drugs. He had a few, well, I didn't want to go there, but oh. yeah, <laughs> like he was just becoming more of a mess. And then randomly, 
11 years later, even though he had a bunch of like DUI arrests in in the US over the last sort of few years, I think he's cleaned himself up a bit now. But he's still got like a neck, like a stack of dimes, as as the they would say about Edge in the past. Yeah. Like, but yeah, Kurt Angle, like wrestling with the shield yeah, in full does. shield gear, and it looks dead funny because he looks like one of the dads. <laughs> like, oh, like, oh, I might, uh, my mate couldn't come, like Roman Reigns. So, do you mind, like, dad, do you mind filling in? <laughs> That's what it looked like. So, who's the guy from the Shield? Who's like the new Shawn Michaels almost? Uh, Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Rollins so yeah. yeah, that's how I think of him, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah, he's back in the Shield again, isn't he now? I've, I've not been. Oh, sorry. Well, as up to date on it recently, I should have seen pictures of like him. Yeah, they've, they've Reigns, reformed the Shield Kurt Angle. I'm just thinking that's a bit of a step back for him, really. Like he was like going off and just doing his own thing, and they've reformed the team and put Kurt Angle in there. <laughs> he must be thinking, hold on a bit. <laughs> yeah, I think, <laughs> I think Kurt Angle's I think a, ter- a temporary. Temporary uh, addition. This is this is the fickle nature of the WWE fans, right? And it's demonstrated by the Shield, right? So Roman Reigns has been getting booed for ages, and he uses the old Shield music. But now the Shield music is being used for the Shield again. Even though Roman Reigns is in it, they're now cheering the music. So it's almost like booing Roman Reigns is part of a gimmick. Like so, the fans like there are just people will never stop. What like people's voices will never be heard on that because nobody actually cares. Yeah. Like, it's, oh, we're going to boo Roman Reigns because it's Roman Reigns. And then it's like, oh, it's the same music for The Shield and it's got Roman Reigns in it, so I'm going to I'm gonna cheer now. <laughs> it kind of feels like Vincent, like I said, Vincent Mann will never take them seriously because he just thinks they're all trolls. Kind of thing. Yeah, like, yeah. Like the fans it, are trolls almost. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, it's never going to change. Yeah. Um, so that's my tangent for the week on wrestling, out the way. <laughs> um, yeah. We got, we got anything else we want to cover before we move on? I'm all done. Did you finish with uh, Fast and Furious? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, um, should we move straight on to Antichrist? Yeah, sounds good. Um, Not the Antichrist. Antichrist. Correct. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> While a married couple is having sex, their infant son in a nearby room falls out a window to his death. She becomes distraught and is hospitalised, but her husband, who is a psychiatrist, attempts to treat her. Deciding that she needs to face her fears, he takes her to a cabin in the woods where she spent a previous summer with the boy. Once they are there, she becomes more unhinged and starts perpetrating sexual violence on her husband and herself. So, okay. yeah, this is a film directed by Lars von Trier. Yep. Um yeah, the 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 man and the woman in this film aren't actually ever referred to by name. They're only referred to as he or he her. or she. Yeah. Um, but it's Willem Dafoe and Charlotte Gainsbourg. And we all know Willem Dafoe. Um, yeah, Charlotte Gainsbourg though. I I I I, rem- I, I recognised her from The Science of Sleep because she's in that, and I enjoy that film. And also, uh, I've not seen. Is it called Nymphomaniac? Nymphomaniac. Yeah, yeah, I've not seen it, but I know she's in that. Well, which yeah. is another film well, was, in this. I was, you know. was going to say, like, this film's like the first film in a trilogy, the Depression trilogy by Lars von Trier. Um, That's an unofficial trilogy name, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's, it's been... It's, I don't know if he coined it or if the fans coined it. I think it's like a fan thing, maybe. But uh, um, is, this is the first one, and is it yeah. Melancholia? Melancholia, like two years later, and then, and then Nymphomaniac two years after that, yeah. yeah. Wasn't there a second Nymphomaniac, though? Yeah, two volumes, yeah. It's, it's, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the same film, it's just two volumes. Yeah, but like Kill Bill, like the way they split it up. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Has anybody seen Nymphomaniac before we talk about? Yeah, I've seen Nymphomaniac. Was that any good? I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Similar to this film. I mean, I've got notes. It's really similar to this film. Okay. Some of it. Uh, that Charlotte like mentioned Charlotte Gainsbourg is the, the Nymphomaniac in that film mm. kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, that, that's great as well. All right. Well, yeah. should we let's, let's talk Antichrist then? Yep. Um, do you want to start with your notes or should we just start with the opening? Should we just scene? go through the film maybe? Yeah, yeah let's go through yeah, Sounds film. good. Yeah. Um, I'd love to start with that opening scene. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the best scene in the film. It's harrowing though, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're in for a bit of a weird ride when the title cards are just like coloured chalk. Yeah. Scroll. That, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Just Antichrist with like yellow and white chalk and stuff. There. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so basically uh, the couple are like having sex and. Um, they don't notice the kid. Although you see a flashback later in the film where she does spot him. I, you see, did, is that like I don't I don't know whether that's what actually happened or whether that's just her weird vision of it. Because there's constant reference throughout the, throughout the film, Willem Dafoe saying that fear is. I can't think of the quote now. He mentions how basically you change things in your mind the longer the longer the th- events go on, you remember it in a completely different way to how they actually happened. Yeah. So I, I just assumed that was what it was could, going on there. Do you know that that could that could definitely be that? Yeah. Um. But ba- so basically, uh, the couple are having sex, and the the kid basically pushes a chair to a table, um, and falls out the window uh, to yeah. his death uh, in the snow outside, and you literally see him hit the floor. I was gonna say, like most like, most films, they kind of imply this kind of thing, but this film, it literally shown him fall and hit and splat. Yeah, <laughs> in the snow. Yeah. yeah. It's quite, it's quite hard to watch, almost. But. And the weird thing is, throughout the whole scene, shot in black and white, and it's uh, got like, uh, like orchestral. very orchestral, soft music underneath it all. Well, there's it's no just, sound effects either. Like, yeah, so just all music into it. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was a really well shot, really well thought out um, first scene of a film. Scene, but horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. harrowing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely. <laughs> And that, and that that was what they called the prologue, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I like it. Was, was it like um, cut into like four different sections? Was I like, think so. Yeah, you, like you had you had prologue, prologue, and then you had like four chapters, and then an epilogue. Yeah, yeah. which was the end. That's it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we cut from that. I mean, it's all about grief, isn't it, and how you handle grief? Because he was like clinically depressed at the time of making it, so it's just a way of him, you know, expressing his depression through the film, kind of thing. There's a quote from, I want to chuck out if that's okay, a quote from Lars von Trier. People were asking him what the film means, you know, why you did certain things in the film. And he said, you, you're asking the wrong person, I don't know. You want to ask the chicken how the chicken soup was made, you know what I mean? And that's like <laughs> the same the same concept of asking, asking him how this film was made. Right. You know, I didn't particularly make it, it just kind of happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 can, I can understand what he's getting at. Yeah. It's it's very much this, or you can take whatever you want from this film. Yeah. But that also gives you license to just make a film full of nonsense and say, figure that out. It's a bit David Lynch, like just, we mentioned before. I was literally just like... going to say, David Lynch just literally does that, though, doesn't he? Yeah. He literally just throws out a lot of nonsense. Go, go he says, it. like, if you can understand what it means, let me know, because I, <laughs> I don't know myself. <laughs> yeah, part of me thinks that that's just being said. They have their own... Everyone, every person who does anything artistic, they, they have some form of vision to it, and they will be open to other people's interpretations of what their art would be, but they they have their own like notes yeah. on it. They can do it in a way where well, they, anyone else can have an idea. Obviously, like I feel like David Lynch, um, when he does his, he like has a beginning, middle, middle, and end in mind. But yeah, it's like I think you've said before, John, where he's just kind of 
Someone's coming to his head and he's like, well, yeah. so I it, I'll, put, I'll put that in as well. He's mentioned he's had dreams about weird stuff and he's just literally put it in this film and he said, like, if you could work it out, you let me what it what it means. Let me know yeah. what it means because I'd, I'd love to know kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. And I, I, think, like, I think Lars von Trier kind of done Similar kind of a work ethic, yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, we go from there to, like, Charlotte Gainsbourg, he just can't handle the grief and, and the mourning of it. And she's becoming increasingly psychotic at home. Willem Dafoe is trying to treat her, uh, but he's getting nowhere. And she makes mention of going to the to the woods, to the cabin she was at the summer before. To yeah, um, I think I think what I read there was the because of her fear of nature as one of her fears. It was like her next big fear. He wanted to inc- basically try and fix that by. Taking her into nature, into yeah. a cabin, almost like facey fear kind yeah, of. Yeah, that's kind the, of that's mentality, sort of, like yeah. 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 Yep, uh, and she wrote her thesis there the year before about genocide. Is that right? Yeah. So the, the theory is take her back to the to that point, and it'll help her to to get beyond get through this this grieving period, and that's where things go a bit. <laughs> she can like at the whole what time though? She's kind of a bit. Um, I don't know, she's, she's very sexual, isn't she, um, throughout this scene? Yeah, I was going to mention that. I mean, that's literally the, the comparison with Nymphomaniac. In this film, she's using, like, forceful sex to, like, escape the grief and what have you. And Nymphomaniac's the exact same thing. She's a Nymphomaniac because she's trying to get a certain high, you know, and, like, escape is, other feelings. Just just, just, just on Nymphomaniac, just for a second, isn't it, doesn't she have an issue in that where she actually can't feel anything downstairs? That's why she's just having so much sex. I can't remember that, to be honest. I, I think that, <laughs> that, that might same. be part of it, yeah. The... Like she, she can't actually feel anything, so she's desperately trying to. <laughs> it's like it's weird and infomania. Like it starts out with, with, with that premise, but it turns into like murder towards the end of the film, which again is really similar to, to this film. Uh, so yeah, they go to they go to the woods and it all just goes pear shaped from there. Yeah. I don't even know where to start, to be honest with you. With <laughs> Yeah, there's um I I don't actually know where to start. Well actually uh, before it all completely kicks off, Willem Dafoe is visited by a couple of the three beggars. Yes. Is it the the first one? I think it's the the uh, doe, is it? Yeah, that's the first one, that one. With the stillborn fawn yeah, hanging yeah. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, was it the... I think the fox came fox after that. Fox next, the one yeah. that speaks... <laughs> Which was one of my highlights of the film, if I'm totally honest. <laughs> That's the start of chapter three, isn't it? Because uh, the, the doe happens. And that ties into the whole thing of nature being evil. She's yeah. constantly got to think of nature as evil. Yeah. And the fact that you've got a doe with a, a stillborn f- uh, fawn hanging out of the back end of it. Like gr- gruesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean. just like dead. It's like saying like nature is evil, you know, with that, that kind of act kind of thing. What, what, what was it the fox said on that? Was the it chaos is, reigns? Yeah, chewing its own stomach open. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, and it looks at him and goes, chaos reigns. <laughs> I was like, okay, I like that. <laughs> did you mean that little pun now? What? What, what does the, the fox, fox say? say? No, no, I didn't, but as I said it, I was like... <laughs> <laughs> that's all I thought when you said it. It's like, what does the fox say? <laughs> chaos reigns. <laughs> now we know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I might edit that together. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, the other the other beggar that's, that's sort of mentioned is the crow. Yeah, that he smashes it head in later on. Yeah. <laughs> it is messed up. That's yeah. that's a weird scene where he's, it's almost like well, it's like two minutes where he's just hammering at this crow with a rock. Yeah, but it just won't shut up. Won't shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's mental. Well, uh, yeah, 
Yeah, we'll come on to that bit, I reckon. Yeah. But that's that's after some more disturbing scenes, so... Yeah, well, this... I think we can jump to that, can we? Because Should we? Yeah. After the fox's chaos reigns, that's when chapter three starts, which is called Chaos Reigns. This is where it all starts. Yeah, and I think from that point, he goes back to the cabin and she just attacks him straight away. Yeah, she's lost her at this point. Yeah. Basically trying to rape him, isn't she? She gets him on... Well, yeah, she gets him on the floor and he's fighting her off. And she gets that big lump of wood or whatever it was. Was, was it the weight thing she hits him with? Rock. No, it's a I know rock. You're, I know exactly what you're about to say, right? She slams it into his, his uh, groinal region. Yeah. Right? And it he passes out. There's a bit of crushing going on there with the... Uh, yeah. The, whatever it is. But that's what made him pass out. Does that happen? I, the way I looked at it, that's what I thought happened. I was am I wrong? high-pitched squealing or something. Oh, oh, that's definitely what happened. Right. She squashes his... Testicular area. Yeah. <laughs> Completely squashes him. Yeah. And he's just uh, straight out. Yes. <laughs> and while he's passed out, she proceeds to how can we put this in the nicest way for a podcast? She she begins oh, performing a sex act on him. Um yeah. Whilst he's managed to maintain an erection whilst passed out. Yeah. And I wanted to bring that up. And because because I didn't know that was a possibility. And he uh, how do we go about? Do saying... I do, do I just do it's... I just say it and then bleep it out, or do I do we? It's a podcast. Yeah, doesn't need it. to be censored. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Basically, right. she, she 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 performs uh, a sexual act, a sexual act on him. Yes. Yeah. Um, and finishes him off. Can but... I just cut in? On... <laughs> <laughs> Can I just cut in at that one bit? There's something I forgot to mention on the podcast this week. Uh, no Weinstein update. <laughs> just reminded me <laughs> but, um, and, and and instead of the normal stuff coming he basically yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'll, I'll believe that yeah I might, um, just for just for common and decency before and I mean, this, is, this isn't even like a, a like a an 18 rated podcast this after, kids can download this yeah sorry no carry on after, after that happens she uh, gets a drill and a um, it, she gets a grinder, doesn't she? Yeah, it's a like grind. a hand drill thing into and the grinder. And the as well, grinder. Like. She she unbolts this grinder from from the, the the thing, brings it down, and it's hand drill, and she hand drills through his leg, um, and puts and bolts this uh, big heavy um, grinder. grinder stone grindstone, huh? yeah. um, into his leg and gets rid of the uh, wrench, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean it's such an awkward thing. It looks like he's got like just a wheel on his leg or something. It, you know, like. He could mm. just almost like get one of the other leg and just scoot around on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such a weird look. Just <laughs> yeah, it was like quite an odd, yeah, an odd thing that one. Yeah. And like from this point, she goes out somewhere, doesn't she, or something? He he wakes up. He wakes up. I love the, like the acting of him waking up because he's had his testicles crushed and his like drilled through, <laughs> and he wakes up just shaking. You know, like just the pain of it. She's like. <laughs> <laughs> Just shaking. I, I, feel, I feel like it wasn't shaking in anger. Oh, like oh no, no, it's shaking. Like shaking like, because, ah, he's, because he's like lost so much pain. Yeah. Like, lost so much blood and he's cold. And, yeah. Yeah. So he he crawls out of the house. And into the woods. Into the woods to a foxhole that we previously yeah. saw earlier. Yeah. She comes looking for him. And this is where we come across the crow, isn't it? Yeah, he crawls into the foxhole. This feet, is... feet are still poking out the out the back. <laughs> <laughs> this is creepy. This though, like, yeah. Because when it, when he goes in there, the the crow obviously starts squawking, 
and she can hear that, and so she like she figures out where he is I mean, now. She's creeping up anyway because she's walking <laughs> around the the forest or the woods, just shouting like, "Where are you? Live yeah. right, you left me. Where are you?" I got a very shining feel to some of that, you know. Yeah, where definitely. Like yeah. you know, now we sort of there's a maniac after me. Yeah, definitely. Um, but with the sex is reversed. Um, I mean, I think this is a creepy film. Like, it's I do. It's weird. Yeah, like. yeah weird. Yeah. Definitely weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he get he gets into this hole and starts trying to kill the crow, but it's, it's graphic. Like they they show you they show him trying to kill this crow. It's not just like camera pans away and you hear like a yeah. <laughs> it's nothing like that. Like you see him trying to smash this crow apart. But just the, the way he finds it and like digs it out with like the dirt and yeah. stuff. It's just weird, isn't it? And then it yeah. starts just coring at him like yeah. Yeah, it's weird. He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, odd. It's really yeah. odd. So yeah, she eventually finds him, doesn't she? But I like the bit where she finds him because, like, she stood right above him and she finds him and she's like, get out! Fucking get out of the hole! <laughs> Just shouts at him, get out! <laughs> didn't, didn't she knock him out? No, she actually digged she, him back out, She goes she? and gets a spade, yeah. yeah. Does she not, like, bury him in, or...? She no, buries she... him at first then digs him out kind of yeah, thing, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because she starts digging through the foxhole from the top and it all just caves in on him. Yeah. <laughs> Digs him out and carries him back. Yeah, she? drags him back again. And I mean, we're up nearly at the end of it, aren't we, to be honest? This yeah. Is the... yeah. Like, like, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, a lot of this sort of merges together into... Yeah, I mean, can, can I just jump onto a subplot here as well? Yes. There's a, a running theme throughout the film that she's not just suddenly gone mad. She's always been fucking a bit kooky. Because there's a this is really creepy, I find. There's a really creepy subplot about how he's been looking at photos and, and re- bone records of his son. And he's found out that for some whatever reason, the mother was dressing the child who died fall out yeah. the window with shoes on the wrong way his whole life. So his feet were deformed and stuff. Really? <laughs> yeah. She, the mother had been putting like, the left shoe on the right foot and the right shoe on the left foot. Oh. And he had the bone records of his child. like The, the feet were deformed. Right. And it's because he had all these photos of the kid with the shoes on the wrong way around. I feel like someone else noticed. someone else would notice this happening. Yeah. No? <laughs> I don't know. But this, but the, the, do you know what's mad? Like, you've mentioned that. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Like, when I was thinking back about the film. It's a little weird thing, because it points to, like, the occult thing that, like, me and Nick have spoke about this before. Like, there's an occult kind of feel, like, a, a witch coven kind of feel to the film. And that's definitely, like, yeah, something like that. Mm. Even, like, I was trying to Google some stuff last night and I was finding, like, is it a sign of the devil or... Is that why it's called Antichrist? You know, stuff like that. Well, I I, I definitely feel like she's been possessed by something, like a witch or something. That's, like, like after her for, uh, like, pleasure. Like, using a body for pleasure and pain and all this stuff. Which leads into one of the next scenes we're about to talk about. Just going off that as well, the whole thing of she's referring to nature being evil paganism is like the worship of nature which is seen as some people see it as like you know oh, it's a witch coven or something witches and what have you and it that ties into the whole pagan thing of nature being being evil you know stuff yeah, like yeah. that so yeah Makes yeah sense. I just found that was so weird the whole bone thing yeah. in the feet does that would that imply that like if she had if she was like uh, possessed that she's been possessed for quite a while or something. Well, that's like a year before she was doing that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Would, would that imply that she's been like possessed for a long time, not just since she got to the woods? Maybe. I mean, I think she's just mental. mental. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think she just lost the. It's, yeah. it's showing that she didn't lose the plot because a child died. She was. She lost could've the plot. Been, like, it could have sure. been the catalyst. Yeah. Which, right. Which, yeah. like, if if like you were talking before about the memory of 
mm. uh, potentially like her seeing the kid go like that could tie into it as well if it's a true a, a real memory kind of thing I mean I might throw this in here I was going to save it for the end but like I think the creepiest scene in the film is a flashback to the, the thing from a year before at the cabin when the child was with her and she can hear the child's gone missing and she can hear it crying and she's running around everywhere trying to find it and she finally finds it in a stable but the child's just sat there looking at her not crying and she can still hear the child crying do you know the bit? Of yeah, that that, that, that yeah, to me was yeah. proper messing my head. I was like, "Oh my god, that that is terrifying." Like, that's if yeah, that that is. If she this, finds the child that is fine, she's looking at her, and she can still hear this kid crying in her head. Like if that if this film had more of that in it, I'd yeah. have coped less well with it. Like <laughs> yeah. I, not no point of this. I was I was like scared or re, like some of it. I was like, hmm, what does this mean? But if that if they had more of that in it, I'd have lost my mind. Yeah, I'd have, that, I'd have just not been. That able to is cope. proper like. That's the worst type Nightmare, of horror. Nightmarish. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is because yeah. it's, it's not any of this uh, like shitty jump scares or anything. It's the psychologically, what the fuck are you trying to do to me here type yeah. feel. And it goes back to the thing Nick mentioned. I think you meant to, it's, it's asking you to, to think for yourself, do you think she's just hearing that voice in her head and she's lost the plot? Hmm. Or is it like a, a genuinely a, an occult thing? You know, like I a, mean, do we go into that? Scene, which is just a bit disgusting. It's not. It's not like yeah. scary. It's just disgusting. Are we talking? Are we talking the genital mutilations? That's the one. Basically, yeah. like, like my interpretation is that like she has been like possessed by something, and like it, basically for me, um, that has to have a purpose. That self mutilation. Um, I'll talk. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Winman because he's not seen. <laughs> um, basically, she. Uh, um, there's a very lovely shot and and it's uh, it's looking straight at her private parts um and she grabs a pair of scissors and mm-hmm. and in full view of the camera um she just snips herself and see the and and yeah yeah the sound is disgusting her bloody squeal afterwards is disgusting like you know what we said before about how you see the crow getting its, its head bashed in, it's fine. Like, this film does not shy away from no. any of these graphic shots. You no. see everything in this film. But, yeah. um, like, my, my my thoughts with that is that, like, instead of that just being a pointless scene which the director really wanted to put in, I like the idea that, like, she was possessed, this woman, and in order to make herself useless to this witch that's using her for pleasure and pain and, and the sorts she's pretty much taking that away from the witch so that she's yeah. useless to the witch makes um, sense as a I theory like, yeah as a theory that's probably a good theory that yeah I like that. yeah so i can't think of a better theory to be honest like off the top of my head i mean i, I just think she's mental <laughs> 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 you know, i think it could be like like all right let's go let's go with the mental one let's say that she was doing that to stop her body having a certain amount of the pleasure and pain that she yeah. requires, like I don't think it's that literal. I think it's just literally <laughs> yeah. like I think it's more like the director. It's like a an example of how women. I think the whole film is women, just, women, women are just there to pleasure men, kind of thing. Yeah. And like she, by doing that, she can't do that anymore. But isn't isn't the gist of this film that all women are evil? It's not what I picked. I think it's more. I think that, the, I think the film's more about the horrors that are performed to women. Right. By men, you know what I mean? And yeah, like, yeah. He thinks he's doing the right thing by taking, thinking he can treat her and stuff and mm-hmm. he hasn't got a clue what he's doing kind of thing. Yeah. I mean... See, I, th- I feel like none of us understand this. Film. Yeah, definitely. I yeah, genuinely don't. After this scene, though, like, it 
basically the end and like <sighs> how do you want to uh, explain it I mean I don't know but basically like he stands up doesn't he mm. and um, like I would have thought like at this point if my theory is correct like, like she'd be kind of sane and to be fair she looked almost a bit better um, kind of I guess think, well she's attacking him because he's hurriedly trying to knock the, the grindstone out of his leg before yeah, yeah. she keeps attacking him True, which yeah. is a mad scene he's like hammering it out of his own leg yeah yeah and finally gets up but just puts an end to it, yeah. Of like, like, like again, like you can what you can see it, you can see his thumbs like in a throat, crushing, and, the throat and you can like, see yeah. her, her eyes bulging and going red. So graphic, yeah. <laughs> like it does. She looked like she was dying. It, it doesn't shy off away from anything, does it? Yeah. But like, like are we saying he killed her because? Well, actually, it, uh, everything that just happened—that's probably why he killed him, really. But <laughs> well, the, the the gist of it is that the the three beggars are there, so the the three animals are, are in the house. Yeah. And when they all come at the same time, Someone someone's dying. Die. Someone has to die. Yeah. yeah. And, and he wanted it to not be him. Yeah. 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 So he he kills her, and we're pretty much at the end of the film, aren't we? Yeah. He, he leaves the cabin, eats some wild berries, just yeah. <laughs> randomly, but. but are they hallucinogenic berries? Oh, is that well? And that, that could be too literal. A look at what's about to come. Yeah, because yeah. that very final scene, like, I don't, I don't have a clue what that was about. Right. Again, I just think it's a case of like women's revenge on men or something. You know, like, yeah. but like, like what actually happened? All because right. yeah, explain it to yeah, let's explain it. <laughs> he eats a load of wild berries. He's walking through the woods, gets to the top of a clearing, doesn't he? Looks down in the woods, and just an army of women just appear out of nowhere. Again, that music is this the, the epilogue? This, yeah, I mean, this it's is the epilogue. Black and white again, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that that music's playing again, and an army of women just appear from nowhere in the forest, just marching towards him. And they're all blur faces. They all got blanked out faces. Yeah, and they're all they all surround him. They all surround him. Yeah, but like, <laughs> yeah, like that's what I mean. Nothing happened to him because I was trying to look in the crowd. Nothing happened, did it? You, you couldn't see anything that actually happened. Yeah, to him, did you? Just wait, weird. You just you just mm. seen like like a. Literally a like a flow of women just constantly going up and down the hill and around the hill kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like I want to watch the rest of this like depression trilogy. However, I don't understand the fir- this film, but I only ever go back and watch it again if I I really liked the next two in this unofficial trilogy because this film did. Well, I'm not going to rate it that highly to be honest. The I other two were a lot more story driven you can actually follow the other right, two okay. you know what I mean you're not, you're not wondering what's happened at the yeah. end of it kind of thing from like what I've heard from you talking about it like there was barely any plot to what you were talking about no, you were going, right. there was this creepy scene and there's this creepy <laughs> yeah. scene and then there was this creepy scene yeah. like, it's a sequence of events that yeah. you're supposed to make sense of yourself but then it felt like there's no conclusion from what you're saying sort of it just went into the woods there was a clearing <clears> yeah. he, he, like, he just kind of kills her and then he goes yeah. The, yeah. the only like the, the best part of that whole story for me was the first scene <clears> and then <throat> a lot of the rest of it I know there's a point to like torture horror porn sort of thing where it's like Oh, look, look at this graphic stuff we're putting in. I get that that's an aspect of this film, and that is one of the reasons it's... That's one of the reasons it's called Antichrist, because it's yeah. just the most fucked up sort of film you could really watch. But I'd, some of it lends itself to, like, not being... I don't take it as seriously if you're you're only achieving some of the shocks you are by physically showing you this gruesome scenes. I don't think he's going for that. I don't think he's, you know, going for... 
just to shock people. Yeah. I think he's probably just working out his own issues through the film. Possibly, yeah, possibly. Time, totally kind of totally thing, could so. be that. And, yeah. yeah. Serious issues. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite an experimental film. It's done really cheaply, I believe, and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I, like I said, I can, I can, I can see why, why they've done that. I'm just saying, like... There's literally three yeah. people in the entire film, isn't there? Yeah. So it, Two of them haven't even got names. Yeah. Uh, did, did, did the child have names? Yeah. yeah, Nick, I think he was called. Oh, okay. Nick. Mm-hmm. I think, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I think you're right, because I remember yeah. I remember him saying, I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, we were too funny weird that the kid had a name, but they were called he and she. Mm. <laughs> we were too busy doing the pod, and Nick will jump out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, should, have we got any more points on it, or should we move on to rating? These? Yeah, I've just got a few notes, if that's okay. Yeah. Uh, just the look of the film. I mean, it looks really good. Like, well, I like uh, the look. Yeah, I, I love yeah, it. I like got, the scenery. It's got some of those really weird like tableaus where like Willem Dafoe just stood there with acorns falling around him and stuff. Yeah, just so weird. weird. Yeah, <laughs> good cinema photography as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they won awards for it. Yeah, like you know. Well, it's weird because it changes from those tableau kind of shots to like really close up handheld stuff. Normally, films would never go from those wide angle tableaus to like this really handheld close up feel to like the Blair Witch all of a sudden when she's running away in the woods and stuff. And yeah, yeah, it's got a really weird feel to it. <laughs> Uh, one bit that I did find creepy, the train journey to the woods. Did you notice the, the freeze frames of like her screaming face in the window, in the reflection of the window? I As can't say in, I did. They were in the train and like the, 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 the going towards the woods and it goes through like a dark tunnel. And it has these flashes of her just face like twisted like in, in, in the... Oh, I, lo- I love shit the, like that though. Like, yeah, like, just literally like half, not even half a second, probably just a flash of it. Like one frame probably. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was creepy. You know, it's really weird. Like uh, it's, That's the sort of terrifying shit with the crying child that's not crying. Yeah. I can't that was cope my, with stuff like that. That was my note. That scene and the crying child, like for me, were just like, oh, that is creepy. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's so weird. Uh, we mentioned the uh, stillborn fawn. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the one bit that really creeped me out as well. When he awakens in the cabin and his hands out the window, yeah, that pulls it back in, and there's like ticks or lice all over yeah. his hand, and he's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah, and he's like pulls them off, doesn't he? And it's yeah. like, I was like, I, that's another thing in it where it's just people have nightmares of like insects crawling all over them. Yeah, like that's like a physical embodiment of that type of fear. I feel yeah. like this film was just one big mashup of fears, creepy it? stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, spook too spooky for me. <laughs> And last point, I'm just doing a bit of Googling before we started. Apparently, the, th- the three beggars represents pain, grief, and despair. Yeah, that's what. Yeah. That. Yeah. Talking about moments like that, I, I look back and go, all right, well, that's the sort of stuff I want more of in that film, where it's not just a bit plodding. Yeah. I think Definitely, it, yeah. I mean, it's. It plods along with this plot that you, there isn't really a plot. <laughs> yeah. But they have good moments, but only if you. Picking up on them. Um, yeah. Should we do Rayans? Yep, sounds good. <clears throat> uh, for me, I can't give it any more than a two out of five. But with... with mo- Bringing the, the hammer there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't give it more than a two out of five. I enjoyed and thought that first seat, the first sequence, like the first, what, three minutes or something like that? I think um, it was probably more like ten minutes, to be honest. I think it, it goes it on longer shorter, than you think. Like, but, yeah, probably. But yeah. That, that starting sequence for me would be like a five out of five. So yeah. similar to like I always said, the mist, for, <laughs> the mist has got like a five out of five ending. This yeah. is a five out of five start, and there were aspects I enjoyed throughout the film, and I usually like a weird film, like a psychologically odd film, and I yeah. appreciate that this is somebody's vision, and that's cool, and it's definitely out there. 
but for me I can't really give it more than a two out of five because I didn't really enjoy it. It just it just it happened in front of my eyes. Yeah, that's fair enough. Didn't really I don't think it's a film you're really supposed to enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe it's it's not supposed to be something you enjoy and it's something that you just take in and kind of just either enjoy not enjoy it, but you either understand it or you don't. And there are aspects I understand and there are aspects I don't. I probably yeah, probably would watch it again at some point, but I just I'd like to watch the other films in the unofficial trilogy for yeah. But yeah, that's what I'm going to give it. Two out of five on... It could stretch to a 2.5 if there was a few other things in there. And maybe if I rewatched it, it'd be a 2.5. I've spoken about my rating too, too long. Now. So <laughs> let's move on to yours, Nick. What'd you give it? Uh, I, I'd give it a four. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I loved this film. Well, I say loved it. <laughs> that sound, that's a bit... Uh, yeah. I, 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 I I don't know how to word it because I want to say enjoyed, but I definitely didn't enjoy it. But <laughs> I like, I think, like you said, I appreciated this film, and I like the, like you say, the color in it. I love the colors and like the yeah. the uh, scenes, the 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 location. Sorry. Um, sorry, can I just jump in there as well? One other thing I forgot, like those weird tableau shots when they're having sex at the tree and all the arms are just coming out. Yeah, of the, that, of the tree. that was a really that's weird amazing. Again, another dead interesting looking shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't yeah. fault that. And then going on from that later on when she's like having this weird tableau thing of her running through the woods and there's just female bodies. Yeah. Did you notice that? Like in, in the base of the trees and stuff. And it's See, like... When you remind me of stuff like that, I'm like, well, I should be upping this to a 2.5 because if you, t- if you took individual shots as like pieces of art, I'd be like, that's a, an amazing yeah. shot or that's an amazing idea. Yeah. Mm. Like yeah. so the colours, the, the colour of it's amazing. Kind yeah, of thing. I loved it. Yeah. Like, it, was, it was weird because there was some like very, very bright, um, colours in it but it's always felt really glum and grim um, throughout I think yeah. um, but um, I went into this film thinking like hearing about certain things that happened the, the namely the mutilation and the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the hitting him with a rock um, <laughs> the uh, general stuff of the film <laughs> well yeah I, I went into it and I was like I'm not going to enjoy this film this is going to be disgusting I'm going to be hidden behind a bloody cushion the entire time um but it shocked me it actually shocked me because like i really enjoyed i can't say enjoyed i didn't enjoy <laughs> the film i just appreciated the film like a lot so yeah four out of five it's me. more like an experience isn't it than yeah, anything yeah, yeah. uh i'm on the same kind of boat i can't really justify why i'm doing this but i'm gonna give it a five out of five like it's not it's not a film you, as you mentioned you enjoy but in terms of appreciating it, there's nothing in this film I would want to change. You know, in terms of going through a film and saying like, "Oh, if I was doing that, I'd change that. I'd change that. I wouldn't want to change anything in this film." Uh, it's not again. It's not the kind of film you'll whip out every six months to watch. <laughs> <laughs> but in a couple of years, I'll definitely go back to it again and uh, and, and watch it and think, "Yeah, it's an experience." <laughs> and there's no other film like it out there that you know that that, that that's something for to say for it. From from the, that that final discussion I'm probably going to bump mine up to a 2.5 you know because you reminded me of stuff that I remember seeing and going that was amazing but uh, I think two's a, a, a gen, an honest rating for it because uh, if you check Metacritic there's a 50% of people absolutely hate it yeah 50% of people love it kind of but thing, I'm, so I'm bang on in the middle of this because right. I, I like kind of love it and hate it like, yeah. I, I love the vision I love the ideas I don't love everything about it but like you were saying that I probably wouldn't change anything in it because that is what the point of this film yeah. is and you said then it was like it's like an experience isn't it it's not like, like yeah. a film 
almost like a work of art kind of thing. Yeah. Like uh, Roger Ebert, we've mentioned a lot, haven't we? But yeah, yeah. When he first watched it, he said, I don't like anything about it, but I can I can commend Lars von Trier for making it because it's ex- like, yeah. it's clearly where his head was at at the time kind of that's, thing. Like, that's exactly what I love about that. Yeah. Like, that's that's the bit I love about this film. Yeah. The, that is exactly what that person was at that time. Exactly, yeah. Like, you, you, you can you, tell he's working through issues making the you, film. You can hear it in music and stuff as well. Not in, not not like, I don't mean the music from this film, but in, in there are albums and stuff that you can listen to and go, that's an amazing album. I don't love it, but that is what that is there and then. Yeah, it means something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I, and I can see that in this film, that it yeah. means something. It means something to the director at the time of making it, and it now means something to the people who watched it in a yeah, totally I, I, I totally context. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. We need to do our episode on uh, ratings because yeah. that was not the rating that I thought you were going to give. Oh, really? Whatsoever <laughs> after you talked about it, and yeah, but after your discussion and sort of like with ratings and stuff like that, it's uh, we need to. I'm quite. Do I, that. Think I think it'd be good. I think it'd be good. A yeah, good yeah. discussion, like yeah. I think. I think what we could do in a, in a sort of later episode is we just go and get all our old ratings, sift through them, and be like, right. I've well, got to admit that. The Lost City of Z, giving that five stars, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I might go back and watch that. <laughs> yeah, in minimum, and obviously we can't get a rating off you, but from our discussion, is this something that you'd ever be interested in watching? Or? I think I'd, I would probably would watch it. Um, what, what I was going to say, sort of me giving it a rating, if I had, what rating do you think I would have given it had I watched it? One. I think you'd give it 4.5. <laughs> I'm, I'm going high. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's a hard one, that. <clears throat> it's no taken. Um, because <laughs> with with the fact that you like certain things, like you know uh, being John Malkovich and stuff like that. For I definitely thought you were about to say, you know, because you're like shit film. <laughs> <laughs> no, because like like you seem to have an appreciation for like artistic kind of films and that. So. That's that's the feeling I got from you guys, like when you talk about it, that there's a lot of artistic scenes in there, and I like. So, yeah. so I feel, I do quite given like that, that, you might have given it a higher rating than one. So I'm, I'm thinking you've probably <laughs> give, given it maybe like maybe like John said, four, four, four point five. Again, again, like I said, Sam's favorite film's Taken. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should watch it for next week, Antichrist. All right. okay. I'd, I'd, I'd love you to watch that for next week, and we can mm-hmm. we can have your opinion on it. Yeah. What did you predict Imman will give it? I, I'm, I'm, I'm going for a 4 or 4.5, like okay. on the higher end of the spectrum. You said 4, John. 4.5, I'm sticking you, with. I'll, I'll go for 1.5. Oh, okay. Or a zero. Throw it out there. All right, uh, we're pretty much finished for the week, aren't we? Yep. Yeah. Nicholas, would you mind giving away the social media this week? I will. I will do that. Okay, we're on Twitter, at the ST Podcast. That's going to be your shirt. John's got one last thing. Yep. Your one's we're on Twitter, <laughs> at, and then then the tagline. Yeah, the reason it took so long is because I normally say we're at Twitter. On, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I just needed to make sure I got it right this time. Um, we're on Instagram. I, I, you're gonna have to remind me. I don't know what. At don't spoil the ending. At don't spoil the end. I I, I, I could never know if we're at DST podcast or something on that. No, one. no longer DST podcast four. Which, Don't spoil the ending, which actually reminds me, I made some shitty banners for the, for the Twitter and Facebook one. Now, they're, they're now incorrect. Really? They, they have the Instagram um, forward slash DC. Oh, yeah. this, oh, I this thought sa- it was quite different then. This, this sounds very much like admin we do off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do you know those banners? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying we should, we should change them. Um, but um, we're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash DST podcast. 
Or just search, <laughs> don't spoil the ending in the search bar. That's fine. Um, I personally am on Twitter at DST Nick. <laughs> I forgot me on Twitter. I think that's it. At DST Is that Nick. my name? <laughs> um, you in the song? I'm on Twitter at Rubik's Football. I'm at Taylor1980, and you can email us at don'tspoiltheending at gmail.com. Uh, and I'm, yeah, it's Joe on Twitter. Yep. Y-E-H. <laughs> oh, I've got to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so good episode, guys. Yep, cheers, yeah. boys. Um, yeah. Happy I'll, Halloween. I'll edit it. Happy yeah. Halloween, guys, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> Go and watch Antichrist. That'll terrify you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll be back next week for new show for a bonfire night show have yeah. we got any ideas for a film for next week or we, well, we were thinking it? the simpsons film weren't we we point? was that was actually what we yeah. were gonna do wasn't mm. it simpsons movie but would it be okay with that or do you want to do simpsons episodes some of the best of episodes See, i feel like we could just do a simpsons mega show yeah, yeah. go and watch some old simpsons episodes do do the main film oh, there's some great play, stuff in there play no. simpsons him run oh let's <laughs> <laughs> should we do the simpsons mega show next week please let's do it let's do it yeah Let's let's watch some of the let's go and look at what the best rated episodes are. Get some of our favourite moments together of The Simpsons. I've mentioned it loads in the office, but Frank Grimes, the Frank Grimes episode. I think that I is rated the best. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Is it definitely I'm doing right. that? Not monorail. Not not all of it. We're going to include that. We need to we need to all go away, do some research on the best the, uh, See my vest, Mr. Mr. Yes. Burns song. Yes, yeah. I do. Oh, yeah. gonna be great. <laughs> let's all right, let's do it. Let's let's Get out of Shocktober and we'll we'll do a Simpsons Mega Show next week. Sounds great. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, we'll we'll see you next week. Cheers. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> is that hidden away in the audio then yeah it'll be like that's I, great it's like yeah, that's, that's, like, even that's, better. that's even better <laughs> like that it's subliminally in the show <laughs> but I could stop this now yeah that'd be long <laughs> 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 that's all recording <laughs>